What's up, Flooring family? Welcome to the huddle. We're here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. We have some special guests with us today. I'll call it the ladies of Wi-Fi. Um, Andrea, Crystal's on. Uh, we may have a couple more joining us as well. With me, as always, Mr. Daniel. And Jose's here. I think he's getting water or something right I now. I was going to say, and his brother that's not there, uh, Jose from Preferred Flooring. He's up lost a lot of weight. <laughs> so uh, today, what we're going to go through is, um, you know, women in flooring. Uh, it's been a topic here on the huddle before. And I'll introduce our guests here and, and let them tell a bit about themselves. Uh, Andrew, you want to kick us off and let us know a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, Andrea Blackburn, and I'm here in Dalton, Georgia, the carpet capital of the world. And I am the executive director of the Floor Covering Industry Foundation, and I am a board member on the Women in Floor Covering nonprofit. Awesome. So that's what Wi-Fi stands for, Women in Floor Covering Industry? Industry, yes. Women in the Floor Covering <laughs> Industry, yes. Awesome. Shannon, uh, welcome to the huddle. Would you like to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Shannon Vogel, and I'm the owner of a social media company called Reach Social that specializes in the flooring industry. And um, I'm on here today because I think we're going to talk about mentoring and Crystal Sims is um, someone that I've been mentoring for a little over a year now and uh, excited to have this conversation. Awesome. Crystal, welcome. This is not your first trip on the huddle, but uh, you want to chime in and say hi to the guests? Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still, uh, still on a job site right now. Yeah. Like a true um, warrior. Yeah. Uh, are you embarrassed about your show you? Oh, show you the job site? Are you yeah. embarrassed about your coworkers? That's why you don't want to have them on video. They could probably have their butt tracks hanging out. They're flooring people. That's par, par for the flooring is. industry. It's a standard issue. The mess the right crystals, uh, getting ready to clean up. Taking his on exactly. location. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can. <laughs> awesome. Like well, thank you, Crystal. So, um, a little bit about Wi-Fi, maybe uh, origin story. How, how did this come to be? Yeah. Um, so, Emily Finkel, who some of you may know, she is a design professional in the flooring industry and had a long career at Shaw Industries and then retired and started her own um, curated collection of flooring and interiors called Emily Morrow Home. And then she recently um, has taken a position as a vice president um, in the design area at Engineered Floors. But Emily started um, Wi-Fi was her idea and I think their first conversation was with Tanya Kern who's one of um, our friends in that's um, an editor of uh, Floor Trends magazine and they were kind of the first two that was like we sh you know should start a nonprofit that can really pull women together can provide opportunities for networking education um, and really highlight flooring as um, a fun and engaging uh, profitable career for women and um, from there they started to recruit people to join the board um, I had known Emily for several years because um, we both are um, from the Dalton Georgia area and have worked with her on a previous um, nonprofit and um, women's group for a different um, non-industry nonprofit and uh, she invited me to join the board along with um, several other women, and we started working on um, putting together the organization, its structure, um, it's 501c3, and um, the rest is history, I guess. So it's a, it's a nonprofit to promote women in flooring of all different um, areas from like Crystal Installer to some manufacturing reps and and uh, possibly even tech reps and just women sure. and flooring in general, correct? 
yeah, retailers, um, distributors, all across the industry. Awesome. And you guys have a mentoring program within Wi-Fi. Is that is that also correct? Yes, and we just launched our first cohort of a mentoring program. It's in a an adult to adult match. Um, so it's centered around professional and personal development. I think for me, when I think of mentoring, I always think of like big brothers, big sisters, like you're gonna have a fifth grader you're gonna go eat lunch with. <laughs> this this is not that. This is an adult friend. And um, that's why I was so glad Shannon was able to get on to talk about her relationship with Crystal. Um, but I think that this, we've had a lot of interest. Um, the form is live on the, um, on the Wi-Fi website. So you can sign up to be a mentor or a mentee. It's a six month match. Mm-hmm. And as part of the intake process, you can specify your skills that you have to offer, what you think that um, others could glean from you. And then if you're a, a mentee, what you would, how you would like to grow professionally. And so uh, we have a committee. And so that do you match be- on the, on the, on the, the uh, skill of the mentor and the need of the mentee? Yes. Well, you're on the right podcast. That's what we do at Go Career with flooring installers. How about that? Oh, well, That's cool. there we go. Um, so, so yeah. um, that's, that's, um, you know, with the rise of some, I'd say awareness that people like Crystal have brought to, uh, our industry, that it's a viable, uh, profession, whether it's installer, social running social media for, for dealers or companies, um, it sounds like a really good opportunity for women to get guided through the process of maybe this industry um, in a creative, but also very rewarding way. So Shannon, you want to give us some background on how you met Crystal and how that all came to be and you be, you're a mentor for Crystal? Yeah, so it's kind of a cool story. Um, I was asked to be an ambassador for Tice at a newcomers meeting and um, I came in and I think Jose actually started the conversation um, and planted a seed. And then Jim Aaron from FCEF and I started talking about, we had some things in common being from South Carolina and something just sparked where Daniel was the third piece. And he said, you really should go meet my sister. Um, I feel like there's some synergies there. And Crystal was about to um, do her competition the next day. And she was struggling a little bit with public speaking and, you know, just all the things that we struggle with being seen in public and being heard and using your voice and just the stars aligned. And I was like, girl, sit down a minute. I got 10 things I'm going to tell you right now. If you remember two, you're going to do better than you did before we had this conversation. I don't know where this is going. So I gave her all of these tips on public speaking and just whatever was in my heart at that moment. And um, she just looked at me and she goes, you know, my brother told me I need a mentor. Um, and I think you're the one, would you be willing to be my mentor? And, um, literally it was the stars aligning for the perfect relationship that had somebody called me and said, Hey, you need to call this girl and be your mentor. I would have been like, yeah, I I probably don't have time for that right now, but her energy and enthusiasm and willing to grow and learn just lit my soul on fire. And we meet, um, whether it's once a week, once a month, however often we both can, we jump on a Zoom and we have, what's funny is I thought, well, I can't be her mentor because like, I don't have a degree in that. I don't have a certificate for that. Like, I don't have a checklist for that. And she was like, I'm not expecting a checklist. I just want help. So we have no agenda. We just start talking about whatever is going on. And what is so crazy and cool is that there are times where I'm the teacher and there's sometimes where she's the teacher. And nine times out of 10, we are going through the exact same thing, having the same experience, the same struggles. We're different ages from different states. We do completely different jobs in the industry, but we have so much in common. And just watching her growth and progress and how fast she learns and has evolved, I'm in full support of the Wi-Fi mentoring program and anything that I can do to contribute to that process because watching watching how much crystal has grown and how much I have grown from crystal's experience is, I mean, it really is one of the greatest joys of, of what I do. Yeah. yeah. It must be real satisfying to have um, not just to mentor somebody, but to have that connection like that. Right. Looking in, right. You said that it's adults and it's not like a, a five-year-old sitting at a lunch table, but 
I've seen it. They become five-year-olds sitting at a lunch table <laughs> just having fun. And then we try to drag you into our lunch table. And I swear <laughs> I'm going to change my last name to Vogel Dash Gonzalez Dash Park Sims. Uh, <laughs> that family has welcomed me in and been super vulnerable and just generous with their heart and information. And we, I think we've all grown. And you know, we, a lot we, don't know we don't know any other way, to be honest. Like, you got, you got to kind of wear who you are on your sleeve, right? If you're trying to hide something, you're still trying to hide. And the idea is not to hide. The idea is to to be yourself uh, out in the open, wide open, full throttle all day, every day. Well, that's a real um, attribute that you guys have, to be honest with you, is you open up, you're, you're very transparent with the way that you approach business. I mean, that's what attracted me to you guys. And, and we became friends and it's, that those when those synergies happen it's pretty special and crystal do you have time to chime in on what shannon uh said about your guys's kind of gearing up and becoming friends and the mentor uh process with her i always have time to talk about shannon <laughs> um yeah just like she said the 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 night we met it was really I think that was the first day of the competition, the day we met, and uh, I was just in a really tough spot mentally because it was a lot to process that day, and still to this day, what I, I use one of the pieces of advice that she gave me, and that was uh, when you're feeling um, scared or nervous or, you know, fear is setting in, write those fears down on a piece of paper, and when you walk into wherever you're going, throw it in the trash and, and leave it there. And huh. for some reason I did that the next day and I came in with a whole new attitude. And ever since then, it's like, like she said, everything, the way that we connect is extremely special. And the way that she connects with my entire family and anybody she, she comes around, to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Shannon too. Right. <laughs> Very it's popular. Been, right. It's been a really neat experience to have that mentor. Like I told Daniel, I think that day that I realized that he was my mentor that, you know, for the last eight, nine years, whatever it had been. And I was like, I really am looking for something. I was looking for something more, more deep, more personal, um, a guidance of a woman who's strong and powerful. And when I met Shannon, it was just like, this is everything I need. And yeah, that night I asked her to be my mentor. And I think that it's extremely powerful to have someone walk alongside you in, in life and for us to be complete strangers and be completely comfortable with each other. It's been really a uh, life changing for both of us, I would say. And tell that you guys were ever strangers, to be honest. Yeah, that, I know, seems I don't like know how many past lives we've known each other. One cool thing to add on to that was Crystal, was, you know, one of the things we talked about early on was she was like, I don't want Daniel to feel like he's not good enough or not enough to be my mentor. And I was like, girl, don't put all that pressure on me. Go have five. He's <laughs> got things to teach you that I can't teach you. I'm going to teach you things he can't teach you because he hasn't been a woman in this industry. If you're lucky enough to have five people walking alongside you and helping you, more power to you. It's not, uh, it's not a me versus... Daniel, because we have so many different things to contribute. Yeah, that's a good point. Many times, just as a note with mentoring, I, I went through different business coaches and different mentors myself. And oftentimes uh, having a couple, I couldn't, I I had a mentor teaching me how to copyright because I couldn't, I couldn't write an email to save my life in my mid twenties. And I was growing my business. And I, so I reached out to someone who teaches copywriting and they had a very specific skill set and a very specific way of teaching me that point is, is that often we need more than just, you know, that one point of view or that one angle. And uh, I would assume that in being a woman in, in a, the construction field, flooring in particular, that comes with its own bit of challenges. Can you guys speak to some of those challenges that you faced and how you overcame them? Y'all turn me loose. I'll get on this one. <laughs> well, you, you've only got like 15 minutes, so. Yeah, I got to <laughs> jump in a minute. Uh, if you want, I'll start. Um, Go ahead. So I started in construction flooring in a family business in a small town. 
And I'll never forget things. And I am not bashing guys at all. I am team, you know, I'm all friends with guys. I'm not putting anybody down or put anybody in a, in a off light. <laughs> but I had a rep come in and I said, hey, I've got this big commercial project. I'm really proud of it. It's a ton of square footage. It was a great product. I wasn't beating them up for price. I was just like, I need, you know, I need my price. And I thought, well, that looked kind of high. So I go to my father, who I was not allowed to call dad. I had to call him Steve because no special treatment. Because, you know, if you're in a family business, it's twice as hard. Yeah. Trying to be a female <laughs> family business with, you know, all men in your family. And the rep gave my dad and my ex-husband a better price than he gave me. Mm. And I was like, do you think we don't talk to each other? So that's one one part we can talk about. The second is... Um, when I go to a trade show, like I do everything in my power just to shake things up in general anyway. So I'll go get on stage or do whatever it is that I'm doing. And I'll wear a really nice, you know, fancy pants, Nordstrom suit and really nice, expensive, shiny shoes. And then I'll start talking and then I'll take off my jacket and people see my tattoos and then they see my funny colored hair. And then they honestly look at my chest and they can't reconcile what's happening. And they start talking to me differently. And then if I've been home recently and my Southern accent comes out, then they'll start talking to me like I'm stupid. And oh, it is my superpower to flip it around and just say like the most intelligent thing I could possibly muster to come up with. And then literally watch their brain not be able to reconcile what's happening. So <laughs> the whole idea of talking to me like I'm less than or dumber because I'm a woman just makes no sense, especially I've got 25 years of experience in this industry and I've done every job there is except being a rep. I know my shit. So um, yeah, those are my two, those are my two soapboxes to get us going. <laughs> well, that that's a, that's a good push down the hill right there. Uh, Andrea, what about you? And have you, and, and I get it. This is not meant to be a man bashing thing. That's not the purpose. Most most of the time, it's it's uh, a matter of lack of uh, exposure and lack of of knowledge, right? They're uh, not stupid, just a bit ignorant to the uh, dynamics and working with women, specifically in a construction industry. You know, we have a lot of general contractors over the last fifteen years. You'll you'll have a you have a pretty good chance of having a, a female. Um, uh, project manager or a female project uh, engineer or, mm -hmm. you know, even superintendents. But uh, so I feel like, you know, that it's the path is getting better on this, but a lot of that still happens. For sure. I, th I think that it faces probably a lot of industries and a lot of workplaces. Um, I have spent my career working in fundraising and nonprofits and um, spend a lot of time on the board side and um, your your boards tend to be heavier male than female and um, so that you know you're dealing with executive level people who are primarily male lots of times they're um, can be significantly older than you and so I think that the dynamics of that is just being aware of different people's communication styles that may be related to their gender and may be related to the area of their country, uh, area of the country. Um, I've been with the Floor Covering Industry Foundation for almost six years now, and it was my first experience with having a board that was remote and spread across the country. And so people talk different. Um, people have different um, ways that they interact than um people do in, in the South. Um, and definitely the, the gender, you know, you, it can be easy to interpret something as targeted at you in a certain way because of your gender, but you, but there's also a lot of other variables that lead people um, to how you experience them. And so one of the things that I have kind of as a saying in their family is always assume um assume somebody's doing their best and it really takes takes it off the plate of feeling like that that you are not getting something that you deserve it may be that someone else just has a different perspective um, one of the things with women I'm sure that y'all have heard this statistic or out there on the internet that 
if there's a job listing and there's 10 different criteria for that job um, that women feel like they have to have all 10 of them to apply for it, whereas men will feel like they have to have two or three and they feel like they're qualified and they should apply for it. And so I think that um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about Crystal and Shannon's relationship is that they're not in the same sector and just how powerful it is to be able to realize your skill set and how it might be transferable to a different um, part of the industry. And also to have someone who's cheerleading you, um, you know, who's in your back corner, who's like, you know what, you could do that. You could do this. You Crystal, you can stand up in front of an audience and speak. I just saw her do that at twice and she was great. And I think that those connections, it's kind of like feeling like that you, um, with a mentor, that you have a cheerleader or that you have a, a, a coach that you can really be honest with about your insecurities. And there's some safe space there. Um, maybe you don't want to say to your boss what you think your weaknesses are. But your yeah. mentor creates that space where you feel like that you can be vulnerable, um, that you can talk about things that you want to do different, where you can share experiences and how um, they can help you workshop how to make those go better next time. So I don't have a ton of uh, great stories about I've, in, in charity and nonprofit, you know, people lots of times are their best selves. Um, so I've had some really yeah. good work environment and some good folks surrounding me um but it's also been just really cool to see this uh, group of women uh, launch this group and um really see the enthusiasm around it well i think it a lot of it boils down to awareness i was talking uh i've got a friend that's a a male nurse i mean he he he's a, a guy and he's not getting it's not a sexist thing it's just when you see a male nurse and he's got hairy arms and he's got really hairy arms, it's like, it's just, it's, it's not always like, uh, obviously with some of the stuff you pointed out, Shannon was clearly that way, but I'm saying first perception sometimes is just somebody in a position that we don't recognize as normal. And so we act weird about it. The truth is, is that Humans can do a lot of different things in general, and it's your own personal like uh, desire of what you want to do in the world, right? So if you want to be a male nurse, be a male nurse. If you want to be a female flooring installer, bring it on, right? So, uh, Crystal, I, I wanted to ask you a, a question. I, I know that you and Shannon obviously hit it off right away, but with your, your – you come off a little shy sometimes right and and you may have been how did you overcome that to ask shannon to be your mentor i believe that would have taken Uh, courage (laughs) um it did and i was extremely nervous and i was shaking but (laughs) where where that's where i needed growth and so i can't grow if I'm scared to even ask those simple questions. And that's definitely something she's shown me. Um, well, and even I- the family, so sorry. Yeah. We've actually established that I'm extremely introverted, uh, which I didn't even know, surprisingly. But um, even those first couple meetings that we had together, I was, I was uh, a little bit hesitant to be myself, I guess, but- Lost that pretty quick. Now I'm just crazy. <laughs> I think she would agree. Crazy, amazing. It's cool when uh, we do video calls and you'll watch Crystal get a light bulb. And then when she gets her notebook out and she starts writing it down, I'm like, that sat with her, that resonated. That's going to come back. Let's keep working on that. <laughs> and one of the things that we talk about when she gets one of those light bulb moments is the world's going to give you a lot of practice opportunities once you're open to that lesson that you're about to learn. So this is not all fun and games. It's not all easy. It's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It's hard work, but that hard work is paying off. And, and really, I think, like I said, her growth is um, just incredible to watch. So right there, uh, Shannon, you said the hard work, right? And I just kind of want to add a piggyback off of your guys's um, interpretation of of being a woman in the industry is, you know, is it almost sounds like history just keeps repeating itself over and over, right? 
Uh, when you come from, uh, you know, the times when segregation was coming in and, and people of color were coming in because, you know, I, I didn't live through that part, right? I was on the back end of that for sure, uh, 80s. But coming into the flooring industry for me was kind of the same. It wasn't in the same instance, right? But we still had to face diversity coming in because I wasn't respected as a leader. I wasn't respected as the guy running the crew because I was a person, I was a Hispanic male. And usually people of my demographic didn't speak English and they were doing drywall. They weren't leading crews of guys twice their age um, and actually better than them. So it was different coming in. So I think, um, I think even from now into the next 20 years, we're going to have to start over with another demographic coming in and being the first and being um, the, the first group to establish themselves and set precedence the way that women are starting to do. I, I want to say women have been doing it for years, but now it's like everywhere. If nobody's got uh, th their own individual uh, platforms to um, speak their voice and to stand up for one another, then it's. Then that, I think that that's weird to me, but just, just so you guys know, I think we're going to keep repeating this and, and yeah. I really love. Yeah, well, I, maybe maybe not as much as you think if we can start thinking like Andrea just spoke, which is assume that people are doing right. their best work and yeah. assume and that assume the good first like assume that it's a good male nurse assume that it's a good female installer people just have assume to be more open-minded right they have to be more open-minded because i even at ties when I, we you know um <clears throat> gentleman approached me and he's like i don't even understand this whole women in flooring thing because i i was like we were over here today and he's like i don't understand that like why can't everyone just be equal and it's like you do realize that that is the entire goal. So <laughs> like, come on, man, like just, just have an open mind. You you can't say, oh, I respect what they're doing, but I just don't understand it. And I don't want it to be like this. It's like if you if just come in with an open mind, let everyone, you know, balance themselves out. And that the only way to do that is, you know, programs like this where it's it is it's, you know, putting people in the spotlight and saying, you know, we are equal. We are here. Let's start treating it as such. So that way, you know, years down the road, it, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It addresses the, the, um, awareness part of it. That's really the, the whole goal. If, if it's not as if you're trying to form your separate group to then segregate yourself away from men and flooring, the whole idea, I would assume is like bring awareness to the fact that hey we're just because we're women we are really good at this shit too and we can you know we got an installer that almost has has competed in installer of the year we have plenty of examples of sales reps and leaders and 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 uh People like Shannon, do you own your own uh, company doing the social media? Or do you work here, for somebody? Here goes your plug, you Shannon, right before you leave. I so do. I business. do own my own company. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. I have to jump off. But thank you all so much for this conversation. I really appreciate the opportunity to be a part of it. And um, if there's another one, uh, sign me up. I love this group. Tell us quickly uh, how people can find you, like social-wise. <laughs> Uh, you can find me anywhere on social media. Shannon, my maiden name is Bilby, B-I-L-B-Y, Vogel. Um, I've got the same picture everywhere. It's um, short hair. It's probably blonde. I've got a full sleeve of tattoos. Um, Shannon at reachsocial.media. Um, but yeah, I'm all over the internet. So just find me anywhere and reach out, connect. Even if we don't know each other, you can connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. And I'm happy to. Um, she probably knows you. She probably knows you. To put you in my community. <laughs> awesome. Thanks well, for thanks for joining us today, yeah, Shannon. Thanks for being on. And uh, Thank you. we appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. Take care. Thanks. So one thing I do want to add is, um, you know, going to the women's portion and, and sitting in and watching how they interact. Any men out there listening who are having a hard time accepting that we have to, as a group, come together, man, women are so empowering of not of only each one other. another, but yeah. everything, like all encompassing, right? Like some of the guys out there, all oh, women's empowerment, this women's empowerment, that, you know what? No, it's empowerment period, because we could learn a lot from them, to be honest, yeah, in the way the that they, they support each other. Like, um, when, when they asked me why I was there, I said, you know, I'm here to learn from smarter than me. And there's a lot of people there that are smarter than me. So I was learning a lot of stuff. Yeah.
Well, I guess what I was getting at is that a lot of times um, you get men will tear each other down specifically in installation. And, uh, you know, we might, we might step back and learn a, a valuable lesson of, of what it's like to support one another. We, we promote that a lot on this podcast, the huddles of, you know, it's like we're a big family in a huddle and it's about supporting one another. Don't, there's no need to tear each other down. Like let's try to get better as an industry. That's going to, you know, the old, uh, rising tide, uh, you know, uh, lifts all, raises all ships. So I, like, that's the attitude we should have. So I also, uh, go sorry, ahead, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of that too. I was going to say that that's one of the reasons women have these, uh, conferences and things because we like to empower each other and like Daniel's experience, how there was a gentleman who didn't understand it. We are oftentimes not understanded um, on that, or understand it, understood. understood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip that out and make a, like a, a sound bite out of that. We are not understanded. That's a new shirt Whatever. for us. <laughs> um, but that, and I, I really thought it was cool that I think there were maybe five guys that ended up coming to the women's conference in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And every all of the women there were super excited for that support and it would be really cool if if more men showed up to just kind of get an idea of how we empower each other and the things that that we can do to make the world a better place and assume that everyone's doing their best and i, I think that's a misconception right because or like it's just the information isn't out there because you you hear a women's conference and you think oh it's just going to be all women but <laughs> And and then uh, like men are allowed or something. Small print right at the bottom. Everyone is invited, you know. So I I did. I signed everyone up, and we we had a, a great time there. Mm -hmm. And we did. We tried to go to the next one, um, the women's breakfast, and they mm -hmm. were like, the yeah, they were like, oh, whoa, 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 this is for women only. So I'm pretty sure I let y'all in. You did. I did. did. But 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 the That's, it was it was yeah. the other Crystal, right? She was like, it's okay. women only and. By the time it was like, you guys can come in. It's like, you know what? You guys want your moment. We will give you your moment. Just know that we're <laughs> we're over here supporting you too. And for the record, that's the second time I got kicked out of one. <laughs> the first time was when my sister was in the competition. I went to the. It wasn't like what what you had going up. I went to the uh, the women's uh, event just to represent her. And I walked in. I, I'll never forget. I walk in, and everybody just stops talking and stares at me. I said, "Hi." <laughs> my sister crystal she can't be here and then chatter just kind of uh, commenced but i i'm really good at putting myself in uncomfortable uh situations like that just to bring awareness well frankly i think that the guys should be able to go in and say hi and show their support i think it would it would do nothing but help when we come together again what i said earlier i assume none of us are really wanting to segregate ourselves away from each other i think there's too much of that in the world as we as we uh witness if you watch enough news which i try to stay away from but fact is is that you know coming together and learning from different cultures and different upbringings and different pasts that's how we grow as as people um it's certainly been a big influence in my life with different people uh that i've gotten to uh you know have the pleasure of mentoring me the whole reason you find a mentor is because of their their past experiences that they can bring you know some knowledge and light to you i mean that's that's the whole point so uh i did want to ask uh you andrew the uh floor covering the fcif Tell us a bit about that. What, what's that about? How does that play into what you do? Sure. I'll be happy to shift and talk about that a little. I did want to say one thing just to piggyback on what y'all are talking about, which is I feel like in this day and age with the labor shortage, I know myself with my team, it's like we can't afford to not build up our team members, you know, because yeah. if we don't, they'll find somebody else who will you know, and so I just feel like it's such an important business practice to make sure that you're creating a culture that is where your people want to be, 
And if your people are, you know, people that have different skin colors or different genders, or they're people that have small children and they, whatever it is, I feel like in this day and age, we really have to, to keep the talent connected to our organization. We have to be flexible and make spaces comfortable um, for everyone. And programs like these mentoring programs or, or other programs in the industry, um, if there's not something that you feel like is really helping you make your staff feel engaged, you need to find something as a leader that can make them feel engaged. Because if not, they'll get gone. <laughs> so I feel like that's yeah, so a important. Lot of, I think picking jumping on there too is, you know, training opportunities and and helping them helping employees and staff and growth and and um you know trying to have advancement opportunities and and those types of deals as far as you know working with different um individuals needs at a company you could do a there's probably podcasts that are just dedicated to that it's such a deep subject but mm -hmm. from a surface level i would say uh employees are important uh the most important piece of a business i mean the rest of it's just brick and and mortar and you know uh equipment it's the people do have to you know they're the ones that make the wheels turn so yeah mm -hmm. i i think that all that's important as well so kind of related to your employees and thinking about how you can help people with whatever's going on in their life. Um, so my day job is that I work with the Floor Covering Industry Foundation, and it's been around for 41 years. And it is a 501c3 that was started to help people that have catastrophic medical conditions who work in the floor covering industry. Um, it can also be their household family members as well. And we have three criteria for assistance. One, uh, it, the first one is the, your serious medical condition. Um, it could also be an injury that takes you out of work for a couple months. Could be that you have a child that was born with disabilities and you need medical equipment or special therapies. Uh, we help a lot of people that have late stage cancer. Um, sometimes families have an elderly parent that's now living with them and maybe they need a bathroom uh, made handicap accessible. Um, or it could just be that their medical condition has caused them to not have the same income that they'd had before, and now they can't afford their medical treatments. And so maybe we're helping provide medical care or even helping pay people's rent or mortgage. Um, so all kinds of different wow. So the, the medical assistance, um, the medical piece is the first criteria. The second one is um, that you have to be financially stressed. And we don't go by federal poverty guidelines, which, which is what a lot of nonprofits do. Instead, we look at the actual situation um, in the past two months for the family. And if their expenses are higher than their income, then we usually can help them as long as they don't have a lot of other liquid assets. And then the third criteria is employment in the floor covering industry, which has to be five or more years. Um, and if they're not currently employed, then they couldn't have left more than five or more years unless it was because they're um, retired or um, their disability or injury um, put them out of work. So does this uh, does this apply to uh, 1099 installers that may have, you know, that's that's how they operate in the flooring industry sure. yep. may not have health insurance, maybe, maybe not. Um, sure. Okay. And this is well, something that, awesome. you know, I don't think a lot of people really know about, right? I'm like for my birthday, my birthday was in November and, you know, Facebook asked you, do you want to have people donate to a cause? And I'm like, yes. And that's my first thought was the FCIF. So I put it on there and there was actually, I think I got over $300 donated yeah. by people. I remember that. And, and it's like that, that, kind of stuff is awesome and I think a lot of them were actually in the industry so it's like not only are are we coming on here talking about the industry and saying you know support each other we're donating and and supporting each other that way too and we just have to get the word out because I think a lot of installers they they wait too long right and it's too late and it's like 
if you know about it right now, you, you have to set your pride aside and know that, hey, I need help. And this is an organization that could help me out. Yeah, sure. tell, us, tell us how, um, how does it, obviously you kind of gave the criteria, how does it work? I, I'm an installer, I, I, I have an injury that's gonna prevent me from doing my job for the next mm -hmm. you know, two months or something. I go to a website. Sure, so our website is the acronym for our organization. So it's F-C-I-F for Floor Covering Industry Foundation org. Um, and we have an application, which is a longer form. And then we have an inquiry form, which is a short one page document. And that's the best way to start a conversation with us um, so that we can learn more about your situation, um, see if you probably will be a good fit for the program. That way we can um, make sure before you go through all the trouble of filling out a long form and sending in all of your supporting documents that we feel like that it's going to be a good fit. Um, and then we review your, you know, income and expenses, what you, medical bills that you have, um, and verify your conditions and your employment. Uh, most of our grants are for six months, and then they can be renewed. And so your grant would specify all of them are different. Um, most commonly, it's for medical care. So it would be a, a check for you to pay for your doctor bills, and it could be yours that we anticipate coming or lots of times people are behind at the point that we get involved. So they're to help make payments on existing medical bills that they have. Um, and then after six months, you, we would, you could turn in your paperwork showing that you spent the grant as intended and then you can reapply um, for us. So it's um, so, so we'll a pretty big, this. pretty big program. We'll add this to the description in our, when we post this on YouTube, for the fcif.org, is that correct? Yes. Okay, so we'll post that in the description of, of uh, this video. So there's also, I assume, a way for uh, individuals who have some means to go on and donate? Sure, yep. Okay. We, um, we raise just under a million dollars every year, and we have donors that are individual people just like us to large corporate donors that are manufacturers that are um, trade show trade media uh, distributors um, people all across the industry and so whether it's you know you can give fifty dollars or you can give five thousand every little bit helps and is going to turn around and impact a family um, that's part of our flooring family do you have a number of, uh, uh, you know, an average or an approximate amount of families that you guys help a year? Yeah, I think that I didn't look at it before I got on the call. I know we had close to 150 families apply last year and probably a little bit under 100 that we helped. Um, so we certainly people apply with us that, you know, don't meet the qualifications for whatever reason. Our average grant that's paid over six months. Um, is around $9,000. So that's going directly to a family. Wow. So it's pretty impactful. So while we sure. you know, don't help thousands and thousands of people, the families that we do assist, we're really helping them in a pretty financially transformative way. Yeah, that's a, that's a big help for someone who, you know, I mean, get you through six months of rent, you know, save your mortgage. That's, that's meaningful money. Right. And that's why um, I said try and get there, you know, if you know it's going to get to that point, that's where the inquiry form comes in, right? Because it's like, yeah. start doing it before you start losing everything yeah. instead of after everything is already gone. Yeah, for, for sure. those on the, in the audience, I mean, we'll again, we'll we'll have the link to the description in our description below. Um, like support one another. This is what it looks like. Um, if you got a few hundred extra dollars go in and donate. It's helping a family. I, I can tell you one thing that's, I, I want to say unique, uh, but honestly, I've been in flooring since I got out of high school. So I'm not sure of other industry, but, you know, I know there's other organizations uh, that do some of this, not necessarily write through grants, but I remember being at a uh, CFI convention once and an installer friend of of mine had just lost his son the day before mm. and uh he was 18 years old and 
you know, there's obvious medical expenses and things that funeral costs and, and stuff. And, you know, the CFI came up and gave me, I believe, if I remember, like $1,200 to give to him uh, as that they had gathered at the, they had, you know, it had just gotten around. I mean, we do care about one another in our industry is what I'm getting at. And this is a way, if you do care, that you can support others that you may not have direct contact with, but it can make a big impact in someone's life. So I encourage you to check them out in the description below and uh, you can kind of see some of the, you know, um, is there some examples on there on people's? Uh, I'm actually on the website right now and they do have a, a link for stories right, right on there. So it's, uh, you know, they have different links, you know, their history, give, do you qualify? And then stories right there. So you can go on there and see some of the stories that people have actually, you know, they've, they've gone through the process and how, how it's probably helped them. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, plugging on through to we're, we're uh, coming close on time here. I do want to make sure to, uh, you know, give a special thank you to Andrea and Crystal and Shannon who joined us. It's, it's um it's great to hear some of this uh some of the relationships that get built through the industry and how we're pulling together to solve some complicated problems uh but in closing i wanted to ask you andrea you know crystal i do so crystal is one of our volunteers with wi-fi and she is on our committee that's launching our mentoring program and then Crystal and I and these guys, we all just hung out in Shannon and Vegas together. So nice. Are, is Crystal going to uh, become a mentor? Uh, Crystal next, asked yeah. me if people could be a mentor and a mentee. And I said, you're an overachiever, aren't you? <laughs> you want to <laughs> do both at the same time. <laughs> She's taking so. notes and transferring them down. Look. <laughs> that, that's what it's all about, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. Crystal will have to speak for herself what she wants to commit to. But our program is six months, and then people can continue that relationship, you know, however they want after that. But the program is structured with um, monthly content um, for this for six months, and so I would suggest that people, you know, if they want to be a mentor and then later be a mentee to maybe do one at a time to start out with. There's some structure around it initially. Now, would, yeah. you, would you guys happen to have um, a, a mentor program for uh, for a gentleman to be mentored by uh, a, a female to help understand perspective? Well, I will put that on, on the brainstorm list, but we yeah. have one mentor program right now, but oh, yeah. we haven't said that men are excluded. I, think I mean, even, even if it's like a group, right? Right. Like, yeah. I, I think that could be valuable. I will say that when we were at, uh, I forget, maybe it was, it was one of the conferences at, at a women in flooring kind of table. A lot of guys don't know how to even interact. And, and it's not that anybody's trying to be sexist or anything like that just like how do you approach different scenarios i had posted the problem to the table like well how do i run ads without yes you know to, the, I if CFI. i want specifically women to come in to my company and become installers how do i run ads without coming off sexist in the very first place and yeah. so they address that it's those kinds of things maybe not a mentor mentee uh uh situation but at the least almost like our message to the industry, uh, you know, at the end of that six months or something would be cool for, for, uh, people like me that, you know, I still need to learn. Right? Yeah. Everybody needs to learn. Is, it, is there a way to approach it? It would be great. Is there a cost to the program or is everything included in the membership? So to join Wi-Fi as an individual member, it's $150 a year. And then lots of companies have made large corporate donations and have chosen part of that donation to be sponsorship of their employees. Um, but yes, anybody can can join on the website to be a member of Wi-Fi. And then the mentoring program is just um, one of the benefits of being a member. Oh, sweet. Good and affordable on top of that. For sure. 
All right. Well, that's bringing us to the end of the podcast. I want to thank uh, the guests again, uh, everybody who participated. Uh, thank you to the people in the background, Ashlyn, and I know that Daniel and Jose kind of helped, you know, coordinate to make this happen. So I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that we were able to get everybody on and kind of, uh, you know, further the the ball down the field on, since it's called the huddle, I'm always using uh, football analogy. Sorry. But I was totally, totally expecting this guy to be decked out today, by the way. <laughs> so moving that, that ball down the field on, um, you know, opening up this, this dialogue on how we can, you know, uh, better accept. I, I do want to mention one more time what you said that really stood out to me is assume people are doing their best and trying their best and that they deserve to be in the position or what they're doing. I, I think that goes across the board, whether it was me when I started installing at 19 or Daniel's story about looking like he was 10 when he was installing. And, you know, I mean, the, all those things just assume people are doing their best and and uh, that they deserve to be in that position. So, yeah. And then I just like, you don't realize how much this industry supports every, like we support each other, right? We got FCIF, we got the, the Wi-Fi mentoring program now, you know, women supporting the women. And um, the, like when, once you started talking about that, it, it took me back to just this last CFI convention to where, um, you know, they have raffles and stuff and you see everyone putting in for these raffles. And I think almost every single prize that was won by some by you know someone that's been in the industry for a while went to someone that was new. To give, yeah. Like, yeah, that's like cool. you, you know, you see these kids in there and they're they're like, I, I really need a stretcher. And then someone wins a stretcher and then you see them like handed off like right away, no questions asked. You need this, like this is gonna help you out. So I, I really like that aspect of our industry is that we we do, we support each other and you know, I'm grateful for everyone that that listens and you know that supports us in what we're trying to do here you know um we got jeremy and hodha on here they're, they're always on and you know just it's it's amazing the the support system that we have and i'm, I'm really glad that that we have that yeah well said uh, and speaking of support if you want to support this podcast if you're viewing it uh in whatever uh platform you know consider giving us a like uh, subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, follow us. Uh, we get a lot of people that I would have never thought was, was listening to us and, and attending, um, that come up to me and said, yeah, I see you guys. Uh, I see you on the podcast. I love the, the show. The guys are awesome. And, 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 uh, you know, so if you, if you like the content that you're receiving and, uh, you want to support us a little bit, you know, just consider hitting like, and subscribe. And share with everyone. And then share. Yeah. <laughs> do, do it all. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys again, uh, Daniel and Jose, for joining. Crystal, thank you for joining on location. That that had to be uh, an extra challenge. And Andrea, thank you so much for, for being on and bringing to light a couple of these uh, organizations that I think we should all consider supporting. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been great. And it's great to see everybody else again so yeah, soon after absolutely. our trip to Tice. But I look forward to working with you all. Awesome. Okay, we'll sign it out. We'll see you guys later. And uh, thanks again. Thanks, right. everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, Crystal. Okay, bye.